Welcome to Productivity Mastery. Stoy here, a productivity and performance coach on a mission to help businesses and people get the most out of their time. On this podcast, I'll bring you exceptional performers and together unlock what it takes to perform at your highest level. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy this episode. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Uh, welcome to Productivity Mastery Podcast. I'm here uh, today with uh, somebody I'm happy to call my friend. And uh, I would say one of the coolest people you can actually meet. Uh, and you'll see why. Uh, because she's somebody that will always tell you what she, what she means. There's no hidden agendas. She's a strong professional in her area. I've been going for advice to her multiple times, and she always gives me the tough love, I gotta say. So, uh, yeah, I'm here with Zari. How are you this morning? Uh, mornings are not my thing, but I'm good. Hey, everyone. Historian. <laughs> okay, well, I'm happy that you're here, despite it's a morning. Uh, is that a Latvian thing? I have, uh, have somebody on the team that's Latvian, and she's, she's not really a morning person either. Maybe it's because sometimes the mornings, uh, half of the year, are dark in this uh, in this part of the world. Uh, no, but I guess I guess that goes well uh, well together with our uh, topic of the day, right? And I and I do believe big time in circadian rhythm uh, rhythms and in sleep patterns. And I'm the kind of person that should be getting up at eight and then have a nice coffee. So I'm in a good place right now. <laughs> wow. Okay. So I'm happy to to explore also the the sleep patterns and circadian rhythms and so on. But but let's actually start uh, just to give a, a bit of a overview. Who's this uh, Zane Biare person out there? So could you share with us a little bit about your background? What do you do today? And maybe share also about the Startup Wise Guys um, organization that's uh, very close to your heart, to my heart. Uh, so yes, the floor is yours. Thanks. Thanks, Toyan. Really cool to be here. Uh, greetings to everyone who has actually prioritized listening to us in this early, early hours. I hope you're equipped with uh, with coffee, water, orange juice or whatever, whatever is your morning, morning nutrition. I have my coffee mug here, I have my water here. Um, I am. Uh, I, I have many hats I could put on. Right. And, and uh, I am. Uh, I'm a mom. <laughs> I have two amazing daughters and I was very happy that they're in the school so I could peacefully have this uh, podcast as in COVID times they love to, if they see that I have a lipstick, they always hijack my videos because they know they can get anything at that moment. Uh, I'm a social entrepreneur. Uh, I was building a, building a company before joining Startup Wise Guys uh, together with my best childhood friend. Uh, Best and worst decision in my life, but it was amazing. Uh, we were helping to reduce textile waste and also work with elderly people, reintroducing them back to the work environment and creating more meaningful life uh, in the kind of later stage of, of life uh, when you're already in retirement. Uh, still love it. Wish I did sales better and I would still be working there, but that didn't happen. Uh, I studied something that is, I guess, uh, it's always surprising when I talk about my degree. I have a master's degree in philosophy. And I guess that always makes me ask those many, many questions. And when I was, uh, when Stoyan asked me to join, I was laughing to myself. I have more questions than answers about, uh, about everything. But I guess that's the right approach because then you can find something in life. Uh, but lately, for the last five years, I've been working at Startup Wise Guys, uh, which is actually right now one of the largest uh, and most experienced uh, accelerators uh, working with startups and investing in startups in Europe. And just to throw, throw a few numbers, 
Uh, in last year, we have invested in more startups than majority of other European accelerators total portfolios. So from a small, small country, Estonia, Startup Wise has grown into a very large player. Uh, but what I love more than investing <laughs> and making money, money there or, or losing money, depending right how it goes. Uh, I love being in this environment and working and changing lives of founders in the early days when they're building their companies. Uh, and uh, we have this uh, mission statement that, uh, uh, that we want to help founders become entrepreneurs build great tech companies and now also sustainable companies and make an impact in their ecosystems through entrepreneurship. And I mean, hey, it's almost a social enterprise if you formulate it that way. Uh, and uh, since Sestoyan allowed me, and this is actually started wise has brought us together. So that's uh, Stoyan is a long-term amazing mentor in our, our club. And I wanted to say, if there's anybody who's a founder listening out there, and then do check out uh, our accelerator. We are constantly on the search for amazing founders to invest in and also simply to support uh, support uh, and grow together and we're mostly working with business to business sustainability uh, cyber fintech uh, teams so definitely but i'll stop my advertisement here and uh, yeah so see many many hats and at startup wise guys i forgot to mention i'm a marketeer i come from communications with a strong strong background in pr but communications is an amazing place because it's all about people and it's all about understanding I'm smiling because uh, you almost forgot to say what uh, you're actually doing uh, with communications <laughs> and marketing. Yeah, I was like, I was so carried carried away by these other hats that I have in my life, and I, I think many of us have this uh, have have all of these roles, right? That we are trying to juggle, and and uh, the one that uh, sometimes the one that you actually do seems so straightforward that you don't need to even remind about it. I'm actually curious. You mentioned helping founders become entrepreneurs. What does that mean to you? Oh, good question, Stoyan. Uh, so early in the morning, you make me think already. Uh, I would, uh, well, if, if I kind of go back, not, not what it means to me, but what, what it means in general, uh, very often, especially if we work in a very techie, uh, techie software field, you would very often see somebody uh, who has a technical background and he has encountered a problem or she has encountered a problem that they want to solve. And usually they are good at writing code. They're good at analyzing something. They're not necessarily good at building a company, uh, at selling, uh, at managing a team, uh, figuring out the strategy and so on. And uh, I think uh, to be an entrepreneur, it's, uh, it, I mean, you can found things and still fail as entrepreneur, right? So we are so we are helping this leap of faith when you understand that you kind of restructure your mindset, how you look at your business. And often, if a founder comes in and uh, in our program, uh, in the accelerator program, and talks about their amazing algorithm, then hopefully by the end of the end of the program, they actually start talking about the customer needs. Uh, they start talking about what what problem are they actually solving? Why is it needed? And very often in this path, they change very many many fundamental things. And if somebody challenges me, they say, ah, "Why would I need an accelerator at all?" I said, "Well, you can push very hard in the wrong direction. You can push for very very long and waste a lot of resources." And Okay, you can also push in the right direction, then you definitely don't need an accelerator. But if you are a little bit lost and you're wondering kind of, and you 
see that things are not working out with your business and having these many, many bright minds and experts from different fields and the structured program often helps you find the path and accelerate it way, way, way faster. Yeah, I didn't reply to your question, actually, now, now that I think of it. <laughs> I think you did. I think you did in, in, in some ways. And and I what I love about the Startup Wise Guys being part of the extended Startup Wise Guys family, working closely for, I think, five years now, having written a book with uh, El Patron, the CEO of Startup Wise Guys, and, and just coming back with a smile every time there is a program is, I think... It comes down to you're not teaching only you're not helping people to build better businesses but but it's about the the leadership piece it's about the the personal development it's about uh, helping people to become definitely better leaders and that you know skills that they can use out of the business as well so that's why we're waking up in the morning we are we are passionate we are driven um so Everybody who's listening to the podcast right now, go check out Startup Wise Guys. Um, you can easily find it on Google.com. Different. <laughs> I have it as well. Boom. Uh, You're fast. <laughs> guys to come uh, and check out check out the different programs, the pre-acceleration programs, the, uh, the acceleration programs. Um, in any other way, you can actually get support uh, on your journey as a, as a founder, as an entrepreneur. But of course. Today, we're going to be speaking about uh, something else. We're going to speak about actually quite related in many ways. Um, Zana and I have been in touch and actually she she was a speaker at a conference that I was organizing and, and we were discussing what is the kind of topic that uh, you'd like to talk about because she can talk about so many things. <laughs> I, I gotta tell you that, but but then we were talking about something, and I think I don't I don't know it was perfectly, but it was something around the dark side of purpose. Um, that was the the title of uh, the preliminary title of her talk, and I thought it would be really interesting to explore these two sides of the story. Where is the sweet spot between? being really ambitious, wanting to achieve, wanting to get things done, being really focused, performing, and then mindfulness, remembering to be in the moment, to actually enjoy the journey. Is there a way we actually can have a life with some sort of a balance? And where do we find the sweet spot? And Zane said she loves philosophy and digging deep into topics. So I'm super excited to go down the rabbit hole. Maybe Zane... How about we start with uh, trying to define what is what is ambition actually? How do you define it yourself? That's a, that's a very good question, and I I, I, um, I actually was wondering if, if those people who are listening to us and have an opinion, uh, you know, that you actually write things, and uh, and uh, I was thinking, okay, we can definitely find definitions out there on on Google, right? But I think it, I think we just need to set the base for our conversation, the way we want to tackle this concept, because you can find many definitions of any word, uh, any word. And when I was and thanks, Toyan, by the way, for suggesting. I think it's a great topic uh, topic to, to to tackle and think about. Um, uh, when I uh, when I use the word ambition, I would almost uh, go brave and say that I see two ways to to look at it, and it's almost like I'm tempted to say there's a good ambition and then there's a bad ambition, but uh, maybe the good bad is not the right uh, right terminology here. Anyways, I think you can look at ambition as uh, simply movement, as a desire to grow, as a 
as a life force that uh, that kind of makes you get up in the morning out of bed, like makes you do stuff. You were talking also about your experience, for example, mentoring at Startup Wise Guys. I think you have you have a workshop right after our podcast, right? So 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 there is this positive uh, positive force that simply makes you go on with things, um, get better at things, and yes, at some point also achieve certain certain results. Why not, right? But then, uh, on the other, other, other hand, I think there's this um, dark side, right? This ego, ego-driven, uh, ego-driven ambition or things-driven ambition. And when I was uh, digging in and writing my bachelor thesis about advertisement, and uh, it was a long time ago when I graduated, so so of course the environment was a little bit different. But the bottom line was that the whole consumer system and the way advertisements, for example, work, they are creating you unfulfillable desire so you are by definition trying to chase and you have this i don't know ambition to have a porsche or ambition to have this fancy ce level title in your linkedin profile or or ambition right now for example in the startup scene you have the unicorn craze right in estonia they have so many in latvia only one but still and and the, all of the founders talk about this and they think that growing to be a one billion worth of uh, worth company is the ultimate goal uh, for getting why they started building uh, building the startup in the first place. So, if we talk about ambition as this life force, we need it, right? So otherwise, we would die, right? We need this this, this movement, uh, and uh, and it depends probably from people to people who is more like focused, who is less. But then there is this ego drive, and like I'm saying today that that's bad. <laughs> I say it's dark, and uh, and uh, and uh, please challenge me, either you, Stoyan, or listeners. Um, but I I also see uh, a lot of these patterns either with our founders or just generally with people. When you know this, people say, "Oh, I achieved this goal, and now I feel so empty," or or they have severe health issues on the road. And when you have that, you know, it's when big things happen in your life. Your child is born or your parent dies or you're diagnosed with some kind of very, very severe, uh, severe illness. And come on, we're living in COVID times right now, right? So I think at that point, you notice how so many things become irrelevant. And usually it's this ego ambition, this dark thing that you're suddenly like, why? Why am I spending so much time? Why am I putting so much resource and mental capacity and everything uh, chasing something that probably actually doesn't change my life? And I will stop here. That is a very Zanis way to explain this. Uh, this term and is definitely not what the what the definition says if you Google it. Um, but at least that's kind of on the on a very broad level how I would look at when that. When you said it, that's a very zany way. I, I, I felt like that's a very zen way, you know. Like a... <laughs> I like that. <laughs> um, I actually, I, I actually, I will agree with you on the, the these two kind of sides uh, of the story. I think ambition being driven um, and ambition actually is our force for progress in many ways, right? We we want to achieve something bigger. So we want to grow things and that's how we evolve. Uh, I, I'm i a super driven person, as you know, I'm super passionate by by default. I'm leaning towards the ambition a lot more uh, naturally, organically. I, I wake up, I'm ready to go, right? And let's build things, I call people. And so, so for me, that part comes a lot easier, but I can see how if it's not put into proper, Place if it goes too 
too high high up it can actually be uh, toxic in some ways uh, and i love that you talk about where is it coming from I, I think that's the kind of thing where is it coming from this thing is it coming from a healthy place or is it coming from a place of ego yeah and this is where mindfulness comes in right this is exactly the the thing that if you don't uh, and, and again, we could define mindfulness, but right now I'm going to use a very small aspect of it and say, if you don't pause and you don't ask those questions to yourself, if you don't go into like, okay, I'm in this place. Why am I here? Why am I reacting like this? Why do I need that thing? So many why, why, why questions. That's kind of what ph philosophers do, right? <laughs> they ask the questions to everything. And, uh, and to, just to give you an example, for example, from my own life, I, re I realized very, very late uh, in my life that a lot of my ambitions, uh, in, especially professional or, or educational, were driven by two things, and and those were not good things. Uh, one was I came from a, uh, I have I have three siblings, so we're four kids family, and I always felt like uh, like my. Uh, you know, like I have to fight for the love and attention of, of my parents. And also it was Soviet times. I was, I'm still a Soviet times kid. So the parents were never around. So even if we were not four, probably I would be still having this doubt. Do they love me enough? And so on. And I had amazing parents. So it's nothing to say about them. And and I realized, I think in my mid-20s, that I have been chasing these good marks. And, and it was my kind of survival strategy. My youngest brother, we were very close in age, was the, you know, the little rebel <laughs> who was sometimes lazy and sometimes doing some kind of bad things. I hope he's not listening. Uh, but whereas I was the good girl, you know, I was the one who was bringing the good grades home, the one who was behaving well, who was doing what mommy and daddy expected. So I put on this role of this ambition of being the the good girl so my parents would love me and I mean nothing nothing wrong with being a good person right but I just realized that many of my choices in my life were to please uh, my parents and and uh, and another thing was I, I that somehow our family fell into like we had this bully group in our in our in our yard like it was kind of interesting proper full-blown <laughs> raw childhood yeah so yeah and we even had like a uh, not a very nice nickname how how me and my siblings were called by some of these bullies in, in in and i realized that i remember that one point when i came back to my small hometown in a, and i had my first uh, first nice car and i was earning good money you know in a pr agency and i and i stepped out of it and was like yeah see and then i was like oh my god son seriously like like you've been you, you Till such a long time in life, you wanted to prove somebody something, and why? Like, why do you you've invested your your time, your life, your good years simply to show some kind of I'm sorry, asshole, uh, that you can do good in life? And uh, and I don't know if Napoleon wasn't short. I don't know if we if he would go over conquering the world, right? So so there's a lot of um, a lot of things. And and just to finish this this uh, this story of mine. Uh, with the family my dad passed away already a few years ago and uh, and i invited his uh, his sister my aunt on a christmas morning uh, to just celebrate together and i'm sitting by that uh, by the table i had left already in past this desire to prove my parents something i had amazing relationship with them love my dad too <laughs> i don't know i could cry right now talking about him he's such an amazing person and she sits sits by this table sips coffee and out of the blue without any context she says you know that you were your daddy's favorite he loved you so much he was so proud of your wow. choice he was and i was and i i, I was sitting there and i st the tears started flowing down my face and i was like oh my god did i really have to wait for my dad to die to hear this 
And whom was I trying to prove anything? And I probably, not in the late part of his life, but probably I lost some opportunities to really connect and, and to be present in relationships just because I was chasing these good marks and, and good things to bring home. So I would say that ambition, if we look at it, is at this positive, positive life force. It's a good thing, but it has to come from a good place. It has to come from from peace of mind that, hey, I'm here, I'm fully present, I'm doing 100%, I know why I'm doing that. And and for example, right now, if you, if you ask me, am I more like startup-y girl, <laughs> wise girl, or am I more a social entrepreneur? I'm more a social entrepreneur. In my heart, I still want to make the world a better place. And But I am here because I see that I can impact the entrepreneurs of the future. I can impact the way technologies are developed. I can impact uh, how they how they think about their business, how they think about their employees, how they think about the market where they operate. And for example, I am against fake it, fake it till you make it concept. And we've had this internal joke. Startups will understand. We say, make it so you don't have to fake it. <laughs> and and I, I can really relate to this because if we can support founders, entrepreneurs, people who are listening right now, somehow to 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 make a pulse and and start looking inside, as you had this all your life chasing approval and trying to please, where is this coming from? Can we actually take a pulse and start looking inside and instead of assuming that somebody wants to be pleased a certain way, address it, take the proper steps. I mean, some people go to psychologists, therapy, different uh, transformational experiences. And the early you actually do this kind of work. I mean, it's a never ending journey. Let's, let's, you know, we can talk about it as well, right? I mean, people are like, I'm going to go to a Tony Robbins seminar and, you know, I'm fixed for life. No, you yeah. probably get some inspiration, get some good ideas. You, but, but it's, it's like with a regular doctor, right? You cannot go and when you have a virus and then fix yourself for forever. Exactly. So, but 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 if um, so, so everybody who's listening who hasn't done this type of thing, uh, I'm, you know, we don't have to wait for people to pass away. Um, if you are trying to to do things because you want to prove somebody or something, or you're not feeling good enough for some reason or another, of course, it can help. Actually, it can actually help in terms of the achievement side. Uh, sometimes well. that could be helpful, but. But if it's coming from a toxic place, like what, what's the point of it after all? Um, I listen to a, you know, I love to listen to podcasts and I love to record podcasts, but I listened to this episode that Tim Ferriss was having a guest, uh, Brene Brown. And uh, it's a great episode. You guys have to check it out as well. But um, they had this discussion around uh, two questions that Tim found out for himself at some point of his life, right? Like he wants to reflect and see what's the next step. And one of the questions was, and maybe we can start with this question, Zane, I'm, I'm curious to hear what your thoughts on that would be. Uh, one of the questions, there are two questions that are complementing, depending on where you are on the scale uh, of what we're speaking about, right? Ambition and mindfulness. So one of the question is, how can you be achieving without being self-abusive that's the first question maybe we can we can dig a little bit into that for all the entrepreneurs listening right all the founders out there that are chasing 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 
working really hard, sometimes sacrificing their well-being, uh, their friends, their, their social life. So how can you be achieving without being self-abusive? Such a good question. Again, um, I like I don't have I don't have a prepared. You didn't send me the question, so I don't have a prepared answer. But uh, but if I have to dig into dig into my brain, I would go back to extremely old, old and abused formulation: know thyself. So the first thing is, I think, you, if you don't want to harm yourself, you need to understand yourself. I'm a big fan, for example, for of different typologies. My all of my colleagues know I constantly right now quote uh, the book "Surrounded by Idiots," which is uh, about uh, typology of people. Very simplified, I would say, but that's at least for me, it's easy to remember. And when you understand who you are, how do you function? This is also where the sleep uh, sleep rhythms come in. This is where nutrition comes in. This is where physical exercise for women, this is where understanding your cycle comes in. Um, uh, so if you understand yourself on all of these elements, be it body, uh, be it your character, be it maybe even your state, its current state in life, for example, parenting and building startup is extremely difficult uh, difficult com combo uh, even though i'm not building a startup right now it still takes a toll on me um and i think when you are very very realistic about those things actually if speaking speaking of this uh, i also i also like to listen to things i love commune platform which is actually suggested by my life coach and that's if you're if you're listening to us i hope you are thanks so much uh, for suggestion also your help uh, find someone someone you can trust and use their services regularly. Uh, she suggested me this uh, this platform called uh, Commune, and um, uh, I forgot the name of the uh, forgot the name of the uh, the the author. Um, but he has write, written a book about highly performing uh, people, um, and he said that uh, they did a huge research, uh, and what turned out uh, the most important characteristic of people who did well, and not only in professional, but also personal life, was seeking clarity. I was amazed when I read this, because you would expect other things. You would expect leadership. You would expect, uh, I don't know, fast decision-making or, or being like Hitler who can sleep for hours a night and be still productive or something like that. I'm sorry for bringing up these names. It's just striking, right? Uh, and, and if you look at clarity from a different point of view, it is being realistic about what is out there, being conscious of how do you come into certain situations, being conscious what you want out of those situations. And, and so if we return to your initial question about how not to be self-abusive, so if you know those things, then you can build habits around it so this is my problem by the way in, in ancient greece there was i think 10 different words for wisdom wisdom and smartness and so on they said one is practical and i think we're missing it so much because we read books and we listen to podcasts and our brain is full of full of good thoughts but if we don't put them in action every day of our lives nothing changes right so apart from knowing yourself i think it's extremely important to have this habit layer and for example something that we that we see and we try to nurture more and more at startup wise guys as well especially when the startups come together on site which has been a challenge for the last uh, last two years we actually try to kick them out in the evening. We try to remind them to have good food. Uh, we ask them, have you drink enough water today? And have you done exercise? And I think, again, you have to know yourself. You know, you have to know, is it running that works for you? Is it yoga? Is it heavy lifting in a, in a gym, right? Is it CrossFit, for God's sake? But once, and it might change, right? Um, so 
knowing yourself and adapting your life on a habit level to what you need, I think is extremely important. And I also see the patterns that people usually focus on something one. Uh, for example, they say, okay, I'm going to meditate. I generally think everybody should meditate, if you ask me. And at least in, even if you do it a little bit for five minutes in the morning, five minutes before you go to, but get Headspace if you like apps or any other app uh, app that's there or find, I listen to stuff on YouTube, for example, and uh, or just do meditation as a, as a, as a non-guided uh, guided breathing, breathing activity. Uh, but basically, whatever you do, there should be, uh, if you just meditate, but you do not take care of your body, you're going to be in trouble anyway. Uh, if you kind of, if you don't, uh, if you don't have uh, deep relationships with people close to you, and COVID has not helped us in this whatsoever, right? Especially if you're living remote from your family, dear ones, or spending time away from your children, uh, uh, or just best buddy. Um it's it, like there's at least 10 elements of life where you should have somewhat good balance of things. And in a way, that's a very long answer to your short question. But again, knowing and then having practice, doing stuff, do, actually doing something on a regular basis, having those habits. Thank you for finishing with on a regular basis because... We, we have this industry now of personal development industry and all these books and everybody is giving you the the seven secret steps and uh, the magic formula and the you know the pill that you need to there's no pill guys um there's hundreds and thousands and millions of strategies and many of them actually work really well but they don't work if you do it once they, you have to you have to do the work if it's meditation and I love what you say, Zane, because I, I've been one of these people that, um, you know, personal development, like in my 20s, especially early 20s, oh my God, personal development seminar. I was the seminar junkie. There was a term for this, right? Seminar junkie. Go to the seminar, get all the tools, start doing them, and go to the next seminar as new things. I start doing the new things and, and expecting that this is the perfect formula that's going to solve all my problems. It does help, but it, you got to do the work. And you have to exactly. see whether it help, it works for you. I cannot meditate every morning at the same time. I'm not that type of person. I love to meditate, but I have to admit to myself that I'm a very creative person. I love diversity. So I wake up this morning. I'll probably meditate for 15 minutes. In two days, I'll meditate half an hour. Then I'll have two days that I'll do a walk and have a whatever, right? Uh, because that's me. And I accept myself and it comes with self-acceptance, right? Like accepting who you are and getting to know who you are. Uh, for all the founders, all the entrepreneurs, all the business leaders out there, really taking a step back and, and digging deeper. What, what makes me happy? Do we ask this question? What makes me happy? Achieve, achieve, achieve. Great. I love, I'm a very driven person, but what makes you happy? I don't know, Zane, what, what do you think about this and whether you you ask this question? <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, uh, I remember in a, in a difficult uh, period of my younger life <laughs> before before kids and, and, and before maybe also being in such a, I don't know, in a better place, I guess, understanding myself. I remember I was, uh, I think I was, I was uh, yeah, in just dark period, period of a lot of changes. I, I, uh, I, 
I was out of out of a relationship that I valued a lot, and I I, cha- I was changing jobs because I couldn't work in the job anymore. And I was in this flux in between, right? When you're either going to fall into depression or not. And and I did two things. One was that I I wrote I took a white piece of paper and I wrote a, wrote simply a list of all of the things that bring me joy. And it's kind of not an answer to the happiness question, but it helped me survive this down moment in my life. When I was in like bleh, stage, I would just take out my list. I was like, oh, I actually wrote that I like dancing. And I was just put on music and I would dance a little bit. It's a bit of different, different question that, uh, that, <laughs> that I'm, I'm answering. But, uh, but just sometimes, yes, taking that white, white piece of paper and writing it there or, or just spending time and like you wouldn't call it a meditation really, but if you just sit down, calm down your breath and just kind of be like, hey, I'm just here, I want to kind of, what what resonates with me, right? You can find these answers. And the second thing that I did in my, in my very low moment, I was like, if I stay here in this environment, in this situation, I'm going to get into a de- depression and I don't want that. And I, and I found a volunteering job in a surfing yoga camp in the middle of nowhere in Portugal. I was washing dishes for uh, other people and spending months there learning to surf. And I came back a different person. But what it meant is that I took myself, I, I took, took myself in my own hands and said, okay, nobody's going to fix this for you. And you can sit here and feel miserable, you know, and probably lose half a year of your life and not wanting to get up. Or you can actually change something. And trust me, three days before I had to leave, I was sleeping in the bed with blanket. Here's like, what the F are you doing with your life? Why do you need to go? You wouldn't even know what's going to happen. Why do you need this? It was a transformational moment in my life. And, uh, and uh, also like sometimes, sometimes I'm also not saying, oh, like I actually don't believe in this. Your, your, your work and your job should be your hobby. Sometimes I think there are tough days. I, I don't love every day at Startup Wise Guys. And I didn't love every day at my, even more so at my entrepreneurial experience. And I didn't love every day when I was working for a PR agency serving large clients. Uh, sometimes there are shitty days and sometimes there are bad clients. And in entrepreneurial journey, moreover, probably every day you have to make very tough decisions and not everybody feels comfortable in that. And it's not meant to be. But I think that if you are clear, also with balanced things, I don't know if you say, okay, at 7, uh, 7 p.m., I switch off my computer, I do yoga or whatever, I run, then I come home and I hug my kids, and then I have a good dinner with my loved ones, and okay, in the morning, I get up and, and go again. I think that, that, that balance, that kind of being also present in those moments work. And actually, I wanted to make, it's interesting what you said about your, your meditation, uh, meditation routines. And, and again, this is, uh, I like that you also referred to kind of knowing, knowing who you are. There are people who are extremely good with having super uh, precise rhythm every day. And, uh, and I actually admire them. I can't. Uh, but for example, for me, what really helped, uh, I downloaded just, uh, it was actually uh, one Latvian uh, couple that was addressing also in a podcast, uh, this uh, topic about habits. And they had this super simple spreadsheet. Literally, it was just, you write down which habits you want to develop and you just tick. And you, it, for example, you tick if you manage to meditate that day. So it doesn't matter. You do it in the morning, in the mid, midday or before you go to sleep. It just matters that you fixate it. Did you actually achieve it? And for example, I, I had such an interesting journey. It was the beginning of COVID, uh, COVID first wave. So I was at home. My life had totally changed. I was like, had two kids at home all the time, 24-7 with homeschooling. And, and I realized that this is also a mindfulness exercise because I assumed that I meditate every day. When I started tracking it, it turned out, no, 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 I do it 
three days a week. And, uh, and, but what I noticed the pattern, the days that I did, I had a lot better day. And, um, and then I, uh, for example, attract movement. I attract something that is just, I, I, I go for a longer walk. I ride a bicycle. I do yoga or something. And I kind of put it in, a, in the same pot. And I was just tracking. And for the first week, I was like, I, I, I felt a lot of this achiever ambition in me came. You really suck with your habits. You're really like not, not. And then I was like, whoa, 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 Zane. I am right now mindful. I am right now seeing the patterns. I'm observing myself in this. I'm observing me in this habit formation. And then after I do it for probably two weeks, I will make adjustments. And for example, one of my adjustments was that I realized that I entered this exercise with too much ambition because I wanted to everything. Good food, yoga every day, meditate three times a day, uh, walk with my kids, things like that. And I realized I put so much pressure on myself that I failed after one week. And then I changed. I, I, I threw it. I tore it in pieces. That particular piece of paper, threw it out, printed the new one. And then I said, okay, I'm going to put two things, movement and meditation. That's it. Then when I felt like, okay, movement, I'm kind of, I'm on a good track. I will add one more. And I'm also a creative person. I'm rather rather chaotic in my and I really struggle to establish habits. Uh, what I found an amazing uh, help was buddies. And at Startup Wise Guys, we have a little bit of like a club. We have this, uh, we call it Own Your Mind channel. Uh, it, it, was, uh, it was born uh, throughout COVID times when we understood that many of us are locked at home, sometimes alone. Uh, well, even if you're locked with your family, sometimes it's even a bigger struggle, right? <laughs> and uh, and uh, we were just checking in on, in on each other. And we were kind of reporting in that Slack channel how, what's, how our morning looked like. Did we meditate? Did we run? And we still do it. We still check in. And, uh, and I have, through this, developed an amazing, close, love, loving relationship with my colleague, Karina, if she's listening. <laughs> oh, uh, she's my meditation buddy. And I would just write in the morning, hey, I did five minutes. How about you? And she's like, oh, if I forgot. Wait, wait, I'm going to do it quickly. And, uh, and this helped. Uh, and I actually started doing, sometimes I would be meditating five times a day just because of these reminders. I, or I would just even, I mean, meditation. So it's kind of, again, another word we could discuss a lot about. But especially to those who are like, nah, meditation is for pussies or something. I know, I'm sorry. Like in tech, tech scene, the, uh, there's so many people who think that uh, asking for help for mental health and doing these self-care things, especially if those are soft, not CrossFit, right? Uh, it's, it's kind of like, nah, only the ones who can't, can't handle their life do that. But I mean, sometimes just before a tough call, sitting down for those five minutes, and, you know, and breathing in and being like, hey, I want the best to have possible happen in this, in this call. I'm not even sure where the goal is right it just makes such a difference you know I, I used to to see meditation as this super complicated you know you have to do so much to be able to master it only a few can do but at some point I realized really meditation gives you a way to pause and to observe your thoughts and just the achiever thing that you were speaking about, the achiever voice. When I was meditating previously, my aim subconsciously was you should have no thoughts. Or if you if you have any thoughts and you kind of start daydreaming while you're meditating, then, then you fail. And I'll beat myself up that I'm not doing the right meditation, you know, which is so stupid. At the end of the day, the whole point of meditation is, is just... There's multiple techniques, there's multiple different ways to do it, but 
but the mindset towards it is I need to slow down. And, and when there is a thought, an emotion, I simply observe it without judging it. And maybe sometimes it might take two, three minutes of your daydreaming. And then you kind of, hey, the moment you get aware, it's about awareness. The moment you get aware, you you won. That's it. That's a success. Simply by taking the time to, to do something for yourself, that, that's already a success. And I love what you said about the habits, right? There's many teachers who are suggesting the same approach. Start small. Like what is the what is the minimum thing you can do? So you don't feel like a, especially the overachievers. Usually founders, entrepreneurs, these are the overachievers. Yeah. It's it's easy for them to 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 go places, to run, and it's so much harder to unplug and rest and and be mindful and actually observe the <laughs> the environment around. Um, which leads me actually to the to the second part of this question, which I started. Uh, um, so the second part is how can I be self-accepting without becoming complacent? And it kind of goes more towards uh, the other type of people who are more of a, they, they tend to sometimes use, I just need to be in the present as, as, a, <laughs> as an excuse not to do stuff. I mean, there's a, the, the fine line, right? You, you need to be taking care of yourself. You need to have this self-care, self-love, self-compassion, give yourself space to recharge. But, but there's this type of people who really hard struggle to get motivated, to get driven, to, to achieve things. And they always come up with excuses of, uh, I just have to be in the moment and yeah, I work on my business, but it's going to be in two weeks. And two, two years later, they haven't done anything. And you're like, you got to move. The only thing you got to do is you got to take action. Uh, right. So, so I'm curious to hear from you. What, what's your thoughts on this? See this, this, this is the part where I would be like, uh, uh, wondering, do you, uh, I mean, it's kind of like, uh, when you, um, uh, I, I, I have a, uh, my oldest brother is like this, that he's all the time kind of like, like flowing through through the life and i always like i also i'm, I'm rather kind of uh, i like to achieve things and i'm also very kind of like driven also i go driven i will not hide it uh and uh, and when i when i talk to my brother i'm always like yeah you know like figure things out make choices you know move but then i also zoom if i zoom out of that situation i'm wondering what's my problem why am i going into this situation and thinking that i need to teach him and I would go and say actually that there's so different journeys and and if you are in this um pausing uh pausing moment sometimes i mean you you, you cannot and actually you shouldn't uh you shouldn't try to live somebody else's life and you don't know what is good for them so often when i when i i have a funny question that i often ask is this a good or a bad thing when somebody complains about something or tells me something is i don't know maybe and you know you never know what is happening with their lives and maybe sometimes pushing them for some kind of a you know um yeah yeah just go and do it you know it's it's their journey and sometimes i also i of course we also have these uh, founders who are uh, i would say the dark side of hassle right they hassle 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 nothing ever happens out of that we invest money we lose the money not good right but when i look at them it's like okay what is my role in this um 
And and for example, I mentor startups on public speaking and pitch pitch training, and I am very uh, how to say I I am very cautious sometimes what kind of feedback I give to to the founders. Some founders are so lost that the only thing they need, if you if you want to nurture them, not to whip them, <laughs> the only thing they need is somebody to say, hey, you're doing good, you have a good voice. You know your business. There's just this tiny thing that you need to achieve to be better. And suddenly you see how they bloom and how they open up. There are other people who need shit. They need somebody to tell them, man, this pitch sucks. You can do so much better. You're slacking off and that is your business. No go, you know. But it takes this, uh, it, and it is, to me, it is also exercise of mindfulness. That you have to be first pausing and observing and only then coming with an opinion and actually i'm i'm not i'm not a religious person but if we if you look at uh, if you look at sins <laughs> right so you should not actually be thinking that you you know better about somebody because that's that's pride that's that's stoyan knows better how to live life and there are people like i don't know there are people who are extremely um sometimes they're, they're like I, I think I look at people who are, for example, content, let's talk housewives, who are content with being home, being with their children, uh, being taken care of the house, the, the garden, but they're 100% there. You know, I sometimes look at it and I say, what do I need to prove in this life? Why can't I do that? <laughs> right? And I'm not, I'm, I'm a great mom and I also love to do my work and, and, I, and I love to be in house and I love to be out the house. But I think the question is, what 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 is good for that particular person in that particular period of life and life situation so i'm not exactly <laughs> agreeing with you here well, I, I appreciate that and thanks for going deeper into this um i actually agree with the things that you say that every every person is different every situation is different and the approach should be um very individual, very personal, and you know you have to come with care. And care might mean sometimes you need to be a little bit more like this, right? Um, but actually, the, the, the depth of the question, and here we have Joe who's connecting with us and who appreciates the question as well. How can I be self-accepting without becoming complacent? Uh, which, by the way, is not my question. I borrowed the question from the podcast that I listened to with uh, Tim Ferriss. Um, but I also love what you said that everybody has their own journey. How, how do you know? I mean, the Napoleon guy, you mentioned Napoleon. I mean, maybe he, he's achieved so much in terms of military achievements at some point of his life. But, but then maybe he wasn't happy. I don't know. I don't know his, his story and everything. So, so, so who are you and, and the housewife, right? Your housewife, you're happy. Life is great. You don't have this inner urge, right? Okay, great, awesome. You know, tell me how can I be happy, right? Like I can share, I can learn from you. But if you're a housewife and you're like having this ambition, you're driven, you want to do things, and innerly you're not feeling in a good place, then you maybe have to do, make a change. Yeah, there's there is even this formula of happiness that is very simple. It's ex expectations minus reality. And if we go back to what I said before about this clarity, that you're looking with like realistic eyes on your life on yourself on your family situation your work situation that should help you adjust your expectations because i personally see that a lot of this negative 
uh, what this negative ambition, right, this, this negative drive does it that it also boosts these expectations. Because if you say, oh, I want to be a, a, a startup unicorn, right, a founder, and then you kind of, and you, I don't know, you, you maybe die through physical health issues throughout that journey uh, and, uh, and and you neglect family and, and, and maybe never form one and so on. Uh, so, I don't know, I think it's, uh, <laughs> you have to be kind of very, uh, very, very careful, uh, careful there. And maybe, maybe because uh, I'm curious also here about your own personal methods, so to say, um, for my experience i can see you have this drive this this passion this uh, this ambition uh, you, you have this achievers uh, voice inside um what do you do when things don't go by plan maybe you are stressed or overwhelmed and you get out of balance what, what specifically practically do you do to get yourself back on track um you will have to remind me this question because I wanted to say something else before. Uh, is I, I was uh, going to this one a very interesting lecture by a Latvian lady. Who, she's now called Ini Nini. I guess that's her kind of uh, nickname professionally. And she said a very interesting phrase that uh, uh, that human is a format through which and whatever you believe, God, cosmos, whatever, experiences itself. And your role in life is to figure out what form or what purpose you have been given. And when I was doing my, uh, my, I was creating this social enterprise together with my friend Solvita, I remember I told you I'm not a morning person. I was waking up every moment, every morning, uh, excited and with a very, very good energy level, which was a surprise to me because that, that, that's not really my pattern. And also, if I remember the first part of this uh, of this journey, uh, when we were just setting up the uh, setting up the the company, and we were hiring the people, we we're looking for premises, coming up with these design concepts, we were creating woven rugs out of textile leftovers. Uh, I cannot explain to you, but like all the things happened so naturally and even better than I could have ever expected. Like, like the, the road just was paving itself and, and, and it seemed actually easy. It, it, of course there were minor hiccups, but, but it, there was this sensation that the, that the, that the kind of life wants to support us on this journey. And I personally think that when you really are in this right path, things happen. Of course, there are people who don't believe in this, right? They don't believe that that can happen, these synchronities or, or this kind of... But I do. I've experienced it in my life. But when things, when things don't, don't work, it's a very... I think it's, a, it's an amazing question. Uh, first is sometimes you need to, need to be kind of like, okay, this is not working out. I'm in a situation and, I don't know, I feel, I feel tired or I feel uh, angry uh, and so on. Again, first thing is just pause, right? And I usually ask myself, well, why is it? Fun fact, for example, if I don't eat my lunch on time, I get very pissy. It doesn't take much, right? Uh, if we believe in Ayurvedic approach, so the fire in me is like, Phew! and and I can also be not nice to people. I always say to my team, like, let's not schedule something before when I'm hungry. Um, so sometimes it even is it is on body, bodily level that there's something bothering you, and you're just not yourself. Uh, sometimes, uh, and, and, and to me, and if I really have gotten into this anxious mode, sometimes I can't even help myself much. And I need to accept that I have entered in that phase and is there. 
And then, of course, there's the second question, can I help myself? Uh, and then there's tricks again, know yourself. I don't know, for me, sometimes just taking random shower during the middle of the day with warm water is just like uh, helps. I like Wim Hof breathing method a lot. I also tested last year to go into ice, uh, ice uh, pond. You did not. <laughs> I did it in minus 16 uh, degrees on my name day with a cake in my hand. So <laughs> I have proof. I love that. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that's actually uh, for, for especially for male, uh, for, for men listening to this. And if you again, if you think that meditation and all of that is for pussies try Wim Hof method I, uh, it, uh, there, is a, there is a breathing element to it which is actually great and, and, uh, and I do it uh, uh, last uh, beginning of this year for example in the grim January and February which trust me is terrible in the Baltics when it's like raining sometimes wet snow and dark in the morning I would just get up and I would just do the at least one round of Wim Hof breathing you can find this method even on YouTube just kind of get it there you use it three rounds is better and then I would take a cold shower and then I have a group of friends that we were actually going to this uh, frozen pond and while other people were ice skating around us we were going in the in the water there was like a cutout uh, this small space where you would walk in even my oldest daughter did it twice with me what it does like when you are this going in the ice is amazing it's amazing experience but you should be prepared don't don't do this random I'm just gonna jump and prove that I'm cool which many guys do uh, sometimes also ladies but more guys uh, when you you have to be I, uh, first of all you have to be aware what you're going to do you also have to be aware that you have to dress afterwards very very quickly because otherwise your fingers freeze uh, and uh, and it's very interesting there is no time for thoughts it's cold and you're just like you undress yourself you actually want to get in that water because water temperature is warmer than there because you're doing when it's minuses right then you, and when you go in first thing is like i'm gonna die I'm going to die right here, right now. And your whole body is screaming, what the F, Zane? Like, why are you doing this to me? Get out. Get out while you can before you die. But then when you, when you kind of, you have to focus very, very much on your breath. It's extremely important because you can't hold your breath while you're doing that. Otherwise, you can really harm yourself. And also, you need to, re you need to relax your body. And when you go into the, into the water, you have to stay there for a little bit. So we did it like that. You, we have mittens and we have a hat. And then you kind of like <laughs> dip yourself in the water till the neck. And when you are in the water, it's amazing. It's like the, you know, like whew, nothing. There's not, it's, it's empty. Like you're in this magical realm of, you almost don't feel yourself, like you, as if you didn't exist. And I think deep meditation does the same and there's other methods to get there. Um, and it's like the world has stopped a little bit. And it just gives you this very, very deep connection. Like it's almost, I would, I, I would assume that drugs do something similar, right? Psychedelic or something. And even your senses, they are like, they, they're like on, on, you know, like on the edge, like you can sense things. It's so interesting to, for example, feel this ice on your skin and what it does to you. And afterwards, if you have done things correctly with your breathing and with your relaxation of the shoulders, which was my mistake, by the way, first time I did this and, and it was hurting afterwards. Then you have this sudden surge of this warmth and, and positive energy afterwards. And there is even, even proof that the uh, Wim Hof method can, can help uh, uh, very much also with mental, uh, mental health issues, with depression. Uh, and again, you have to know yourself. You have to know your body. It's bad for some people. Uh, even I stopped doing it because my muscles got too tense and my physio said, mm, not your thing. Uh, so, so again, I'm not preaching as like everybody should do it. 
but I was fascinated. And, uh, and for example, doing these pauses in between a working day when you feel overwhelmed or you feel uh, angry or frustrated, it just helps going back these steps and it, it creates this space where you can like whew, slow down and just like look at that situation. And very often that situation is, for example, normal like like the, the it's like a symptom right if you're angry then th there's a reason why you're angry the same way as you have a rash on your hand because i don't know you poured a chemical liquid on it so it's also this observation of these these symptoms but these symptoms in your work environment these symptoms in your how do you feel about your house which right now my room is a mess <laughs> and i'm like ah! <laughs> what can i do with that no, no, nobody sees though uh, on the camera yeah, <laughs> Maybe you're with the flip-flops and, and, and shorts, but you don't have to show us. It's fine. We, we know that. <laughs> no, I usually cut these very funky wool and the wool and socks when, when the heating is not, not switched on. <laughs> I, I love what you what you say. And I, I this is sort of my way to, to deal with that as well. Maybe different methods, but the same sort of mindset. When I feel like I'm stuck, like for example, yesterday, stuck is a very strong word, but... I've been working for three days really productively, meetings, uh, did a workshop, you know, podcast, like boom, boom, boom. And at some point I need to solve something and I, I feel like my mind is just like in this frantic energy and, and I feel like I don't know what to do with this specific thing. It's like, okay, dude, get out, go for a walk, you know, get out of the office. It was sunny outside. I got a freshly squeezed uh, juice of pure juice. Uh, just went for a walk, listened to some music, 20 minutes, came back. I did a, I don't know if you do this espresso naps, but it really helps me. Like I, I, I get a shot of espresso and then put some music or a podcast or whatever. And then I sleep for, or nap for 20 minutes, 25 minutes. Then I wake up. Sometimes I do push-ups, uh, but, but it kind of, if you're home, you can take a cold shower, like something with your body. Like you, you gotta mm -hmm. move, you gotta do something differently. Uh, and then when you come back, it's like, oh, it's not a big deal. Actually, that's, you know. I'll it's often it not a big deal. <laughs> and I was I was laughing to like uh, to any any mother listening out there. If you have, if you have given a birth to a child or 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 been through when they're when they're really when the kid is really sick, nothing other things just don't matter. And I sometimes remind myself about these things when you are overwhelmed by these little stuff in life and you're like, yeah, but does it really matter that much? And I totally, I'm totally with you, Stoyan, in the sense that uh, it you it often you can help yourself with very little things, just a walk, just a just a breather, you know, uh, doing something funky like put on a good 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 song, you know, and dance a little bit, uh, eat your favorite ice cream in the middle of the day when you shouldn't be doing that. And again, to me, it goes back to what works for you. And this is where the list of things that either help you or or make make you happy, make gives gives you joy, or just nurtures yourself um helps for example I, I like ayurvedic approach to our bodies and, and and nutrition even though i i'm not capable of of have it having it fully in my life so but i've done some some uh, reading and and some some exercises for example i remember when i went to my life coach for the first time uh we worked for already for for a few years uh and and when she realized that I know what your Vedic approach, she was like, oh, my God, you have such a strong vata, which is kind of this, this air, the wind energy, such a disbalance. For one week, wear a hat, buy a good sweater that is warm, eat warm soup every day for lunch and drink tea. Come back to me. Trust me, half of my problems at the point were not there. 
the, for example, the neighbor who parked his car badly in the, in the yard didn't bother me anymore just because I had nurtured my body. But it takes to know your body first. And I am actually amazed by how, how big impact our state of body and our nutrition has uh, on our mental state and vice versa. But you know, there's even the saying, and there's a lot of materials right now about gut health that says that it's the second brain. And if your if your guts and if are are in a bad place, so is your brain. And and the other thing that I, I think that coming back to our ambition versus mindfulness, you know, I think sometimes when you have this bad ambition and you're not in a good place and you haven't eaten well and you have been working for the third third day and night in a row and you're you know I think sometimes it feels like you're banging banging against a door you know and and your and your ambition makes you push harder what does mindfulness it helps you step back and read that it actually says pull not push <laughs> so true and so and and this true. is this is why it's needed and I think you are actually become more successful, you become probably, you achieve more, as you also said, Storian, right? When you are coming from the right place, when you are coming in a good state uh, to it, uh, I, I remember like it used to be heroic when you were a startup founder and you sleep in the office and you have a beer on your table after working hours. Right now, we say, no, it's actually good if you go do sports after after work, you eat a good good meal and you actually have a good, good night's sleep. Yeah, the, the thing, the piece that you say about uh, creating the this mindfulness space, or like, and I think really some people say let's find balance. I don't think you're ever in balance. In I mean, who who's ever in balance? You might be striving towards a place where there's some sort of a balance, but you're never. If if you're perfectly balanced in in your fitness, maybe something with your kids, if something right. So so you're never in balance. But the the point is. And so the perfection is out there, right? There's no perfection. You can't be like, you might have a bad day unexpectedly. You might wake up and have a headache when you have to do the most important presentation to investors. That's okay. That's life. But if we can, within our control, do the things that put us into a good state of mind, whatever that is for you, meditation, going for a run, eating well, meeting positive and empowering people, sleeping, you know, we, we all know those stuff. When I have a, a book next to my bed, before I go to sleep, I don't do it every day. When I, when I do it, I sleep better. You know, I, I just, it kind of gets my horizon. I forget about all the things. Okay, good. So all those things, the more we do them, the more we get into this better space, you can like, tomorrow you might have a bad day that's fine all right i get aware let me take care of myself even being the highest achiever you know like like hey the highest achievers need maintenance because they're putting so much energy out there so they need to be nurtured and the, the last thing uh, and I, we're getting out of time but but um, i think i booked you for 10 more minutes so i'll I, use i'm my... here i'm okay <laughs> <laughs> so so the last thing is 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 really the and i, I want you because honey you're working with so many founders on a daily basis and i've been working with many founders myself uh myself being a self-employed you know runner um i kind of can relate to this as well is the the lack of credit we give ourselves sometimes when we are so much focused on achieving and 
this one little thing didn't work and it's like oh my god i couldn't achieve it like okay but what if i look at the whole picture and actually give myself a little bit more credit about the things i achieved today you know i spent two hours on this i did this and i'm curious to hear from you i'm just going to share something that i don't know where i found it maybe one of those personal development books but but it really works for me to to write down 10 things that i'm grateful about in the evening just sit down i get my paper notebook and i write down i'm grateful because i'm healthy and i live in a great world i'm i'm grateful because and i write 10 things and it's like wow that's you know it's uh, i'm having a great life i mean okay these two things i couldn't solve them for whatever so, so i'm curious what would be your advice as the final question to the super driven people entrepreneurs achievers who struggle to to find this this type of a whatever you call it, balance. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you that uh, thriving for a perfect balance is another trap <laughs> an ambition <laughs> can, can place for us because I agree it's not possible and you have different phases in life. You have phases when everything works, you're in a great health state, uh, all of your family is well and, and, and so on. And then there is like probably the last year for many when it's kind of very very dark and tough of its own and i first of all i have this very favorite phrase of my a phrase of mine it's a phase and whenever i have talked with anyone who's going really tough times and i don't know i've also lost as i said lost, i've lost my dad for example and when i was grieving it really helped me that my significant other said hey it is a phase and there's nothing to rush there like you one day you will you will have more more joy and less sorrow but right now you have more sorrow and less joy about it because you have just lost your dad and it's normal to be in that place and and kind of justifying your your justifying yourself a little bit and being kind of hey maybe i'm not in a place that i can you know do this and i would say that like i'm not sure if that's that's the reason but i would believe that it's one of the reasons uh, why why people also get sometimes trapped and lost in this extremely high kind of i want to achieve everything you want to be great at things it's also comparing yourself to the others right and i think what instagram is doing right now to us it's it's like omg uh, because it's it's uh, and generally social media is this this portray of of of, of amazing uh, of the amazing life and uh, and uh, sometimes people also come to me, uh, come to me and say, "Oh my God, you you are successful in your career. Uh, you do these, I don't know, speaking gigs, right? You're the smart, smart person talking on the screen. Uh, then, uh, then uh, you also have have kids. Uh, your partner travels so much, so you're often taking care of the of the household alone. How do you handle it all?" And my favorite question, uh, favorite answer, which comes from my friend, who says, "I do." Is I don't. <laughs> and if I'm more at work, my house is a mess, and my kids says, "Mama, we miss you." If I'm more with kids, I have less, less kind of like uh, maybe energy or bandwidth, or just less hours to focus, uh, focus at work. And there's this constant juggle. The only thing that I have learned, uh, and sometimes through the hard way, is when I'm with kids, I'm with kids. If I'm reading a bedtime story, I'm not thinking about oh. 
could I please fall asleep faster because I just want to go and listen to that podcast? And it, for me, it's very hard to say no to these other alternatives. And in a way, I know it sounds terrible, but this, uh, this time of pandemic has actually helped me with FOMO. So I have less fear of missing out. I have less of this peer pressure. I look less at others and I focus more on myself. And I think this focusing on myself is this mindfulness, right? It's this, what do I need? Do I do I need to go on this podcast and prove that I'm the most kick-ass person, or am I am I coming here because I I want to talk about these things because I, they are important? And if somebody starts meditating because of our conversation here, it's amazing. Like it's if we if I can impact one one, one life <laughs> and also find out things for myself, it's already has been a, been a great day. But to finish off what you what you mentioned, I think is very important. Uh, gratitude and forgiveness are generally the two concepts that uh, that would save the, any anyone who is in, in kind of uh, talking or thinking about these things would give you this advice. One thing is the ability to for, forgive. Sometimes you have to forgive yourself. I have to forgive yourself. Sometimes I forgive myself for being a shitty mom and, and allowing my kids uh, to watch TV and order McDonald's. Uh, and I'm like, it's the day. It, it, it's, it's this kind of day. And it was the best that I could do. And it was the best that I could do in that particular situation with my understanding of it and with the resources that I have. And the other part is gratitude. And I totally agree with you. And I, I try to practice it even with my kids. I usually ask them, what are the three things they are grateful for to, for the day? What was maybe something that was really good? And I'm a big believer that when you focus on the focus on the positive things, that, that you become more positive. Uh, fun fact, my kids play this game, Coche Amarillo. So they say when there's a yellow car on the road. I'm amazed how many yellow cars are on the road. But this goes back to our perception, right? Where we put our attention, where we put our efforts. This is what nurtures, right? And if you put it in a good place, then you create more of that goodness in your life. If you're grateful for the things that you have, I don't know. I'm sometimes grateful just to have a car that runs and doesn't create me problems. It's like, thank you, car. It's like you take me places and you don't break down on the road. I love you. You know, okay, it's a silly example, but but I think that uh, yes, in this and in this rush, and I wanted to say one more thing that especially founders. They get lost because of the speed of the movement. When you fly with a plane, you don't see the birds. You don't see the flowers. And sometimes you need to get somewhere fast, but sometimes you need to take a bicycle. Wow, what a great example to, to wrap this thing up. Uh, Sane, thank you so much. As always, uh, super, super, we're always going deep in our conversations, but I'm super happy that we we made this one public so <laughs> thank you for for being with me for exploring these kind of topics and i just want to before i give a chance to zane to to share where you can find her to remind everybody that uh, uh, we're very grateful for you tuning in listening to the podcast if you enjoyed this podcast uh, go to apple podcast and rate us there uh, that help us to bring to, to reach more people and definitely share with a friend the episode i hope uh, that we covered some really good topics here with zane zane finally where could people find you learn more about again startup wise guys or you yourself where could they find you reach out to you if they have any more questions yeah I'm, i i'm out there on linkedin which probably would be the best uh, best way but i always say if you want to connect with me or 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 then please let me know something in the notes because i have so many incoming invitations that i that i often do not confirm the ones that i don't understand where they're coming from uh but uh but definitely i'm also trying to write about these things more and more so so you can follow uh follow and find me find me yes linkedin i would say it's kind of more the professional uh professional uh, environment and regarding startup wise guys uh, 
so yeah, the website is startupwiseguys.com and uh, and uh, this is mostly for the founders uh, or investors, <laughs> by the way. Uh, so if you're coming from this this community, just check out what we're doing. And on this note, we're actually uh, launching uh, soon a very uh, kind of uh, large uh, impact program together with Google. It's going to be called Jump for CE. And we're opening our knowledge uh, free of charge uh, to audiences, to people uh, who are not yet founders. Uh, so we are kind of opening opening our brains and, and, and our content of program uh, in 10 countries, mostly Central Eastern Europe and Baltics. Um, so keep an eye if you are if you are not a founder yet, but you are maybe thinking about transition in your life or maybe you're affected by covid uh, covid uh, uh, for example professionally and you want to look for new knowledge uh, we're going to have this amazing amazing program with hackathons with forming new teams and i hope that many new entrepreneurs will come out of that program and it's absolutely free of charge we're doing it from startup wise guys foundation uh, which is a non-profit organization under our brand yeah, definitely, guys. Go check out Startup Wise Guys. Uh, this is this is family. This is this is uh, a caring. This is leadership. Uh, it's it's way beyond the typical accelerator. Uh, it's it's really you'll find a lot of other things, and you're gonna grow as a leader. Whatever program you join, hackathon, acceleration program, you know, you name it. Whatever it is for you at that very moment. But go go check out Startup Wise Guys. Follow them on the channels. Lots of free content as well on how to be a better leader, how to be a better founder. And uh, that being said, once again, thanks everybody for being with us, for listening. If you if you like the episode, share it with a friend. And uh, I can't wait to have you again next week for yet another episode of Productivity Mastery. Until then, be productive, be mindful, uh, you know, don't... Be uh... happy. <laughs> Be happy, you know, be driven, of course, go for for few things, but uh, in a mindful way. That's uh, Thank you. Wrap up. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Bye. Thank you guys for listening. And if you're looking for somebody to help you step up your team performers and boost your productivity, make sure to check out stoyanyankov.com for online workshop solutions and programs designed to help you go through the current situation in a smoother manner. Stay safe and keep moving forward.